the buds. I'm back, and we're here to talk to you about the buds, who uh, were were not the best, not 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 the best. Um, you know, I'm having deja vu because uh, you know the title of our season premiere last year was a lackluster start, and that's uh, a pretty good description. Yet again, yeah. Uh, is your name Bill Murray? Are you in Groundhog Day? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what it feels like. <laughs> yeah, like are we. Did we? Is this last season? Like it? It seems like it's just more of the same. It's a I don't different. know what it is, man. It's it's become a terrible tradition of just starting off slow. the The real frustrating part about this year compared to last year was that at least we're getting goaltending this year. Like we can't blame any of the losses on goalies. I mean, even last year, Jack Campbell played really well. At in November of the season. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, but but Mrazek was unplayable. And... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you, yeah, if you think about it this way, like with Murray getting hurt to start the season, um, yeah. if like if that was last year and Campbell got hurt to start the season, yikes! That oh, would boy. have been that would have been scary. I mean, today this year could have been scary if Samsonov had hadn't like decided to play really well. We'd be in trouble. Yeah, but we've said it before. All all the Leafs need is average NHL NHL goaltending, and you know they'll outscore their problems. Well, see, you'd think that you'd think that, right? But they're twenty sixth in the league for goals for twenty sixth. They will, you know, future tense. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck. We... I mean, we have so many games to cover, so uh, you want to dive on in? Let's dive on into the season let's, opener. Let's start off with uh, yeah, the season opener against the toilet seats. What a shit show of a game. I mean, let's be honest here. There's only one reason we lost this game, and his name is Jake Muzzin. So true. <laughs> oh my god, it's so true. Yeah. Like, oh my god. I can't I st- I honestly still can't believe that giveaway. How mad would you be? How mad would you be if you were Nylander and Tavares who just connected for an unreal passing play in the dying minutes of the third to tie up the game and it's like with a super clutch goal and then Muzzin decides to give a pizza up the middle with like 10 seconds left right to Josh Anderson. Ugh. Like you could have, you, you could have put it anywhere else. You could have given it back to the goalie, and it would have been a better play. Like it, every person who's ever played defense knows, you never throw it up the middle in a close game in the third period. Period. You just, you just don't do it. Put you that shit in it. the corner, right in the corner, and the game's and we go to overtime. Like yeah. literally into the corner, and it's into overtime. Like that, it's literally that simple. And the fact that I saw people online. I saw this one dude who was – he had all these screenshots trying to make that play seem like it was Nylander's fault. He was trying to say that Nylander changed his direction when he was curling, which then messed up Muzzin's pass. It's like, what? 
<laughs> in what world is the receiver the problem in a scenario where the puck no. is passed to the enemy? <laughs> <They're>, these are <laughs> NHL players. They can adapt to that kind of shit pretty quick, or at least they should be able to. Yeah, like otherwise you shouldn't really be in the league anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but like that, like that's defense 101. You, you never, ever just cough it up right in the high slot. Like that's a goal scorer's dream right there. Yeah, like that should have been right into the corner, and we probably win that game in overtime. Yeah. I, I would have liked our chances in, in overtime, but uh, we didn't even get there thanks to nope. Jake Muzzin. <sighs> but then he, Jake Muzzin. but then he goes and does the most Jake Muzzin thing ever and gets injured. <laughs> well, this is why he was the dud in the preseason. I literally yeah. called it, bro. He's a glass house. He cannot stay healthy. But like, his when career he career might be done, his career might be done. Like he might never play again. We're paying him like five million dollars. More than that, five point six. It's almost six million, dude. Like he might never play again, though. Like legit. Like I know it's not a concussion problem right now, but he's is a neck issue, and he had back issues before the season. He's had previous concussion problems. Like this guy's got a lot of miles on him. It for his own health and for his life, it might not be worth worth it for him to come back. No, and they, and you know what? I would be doing some shopping for uh, another defenseman. Well, that's the thing is if he is if he isn't coming back, you have five point six million in cap space. But the question then becomes, what trade chips do you have that's going to get get you a defenseman of that caliber? Yeah, we don't have a ton of picks left over. Right, right. <laughs> like in that instance, you're probably going to have to give up an asset, like again, a good one at that. Right. So, like, do you dig into your prospect pool and trade a Matthew Nyes? I don't know if I want to do that. I would. Do, <laughs> do you do you end up trading uh, a, a Niemela, who's still a prospect, a good defensive prospect? I don't really want to do that either. He seems like a fucking solid guy who can keep developing. Or do you trade one of your younger guys on the team? Do you trade one of Sandin or Lilligren? But may- maybe with Muzzin being injured long term, he becomes more of an asset because then you can apply that same cap hit to another team who could use it. I mean, call up Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Arizona, give us Jacob Chicker and we'll give you Jake Muzzin straight trade. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they probably want a first, but I don't know if you even have one for another like two years. So we do, we do. We actually have all well, our picks this year. Well, then give them a first and give them Jake Muzzin, and we'll take Chicker and, and call it a day. <laughs> I feel like we'd have to add a prospect of some sort in there. Yeah, like, because give, give them like Muzzin crawl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd do that. <laughs> I mean, price to pay to get rid of Muzz. Yeah, because like but, I don't know, I don't know. It's like. Justin Hall seems like he's drowning since Muzzin went down. Yeah. And but so it like, makes, makes you really wonder how much did he lean on Muzz? I don't know, but Muzz was no good. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, it's yeah. not like he was helping him. I, no. I feel like we just really need Lilligren back. Yes. And well, then now he's push, on his. We can push he, Hall back down the line. Lineup. Well, now Lilligren's on his conditioning stint with the Marley, so he's on his way. Good. Because I think that's what we actually need is we need him to to supplant Justin Hall in the top four. 
Agreed. Push it down so he can get third pair of minutes. I'd, I'd still want matchups. another defenseman because we're, we're chances are we're going to run into more injuries. Oh, agreed. 100% and, agreed. And Victor Mete isn't going to be the guy. Honestly, I, I haven't hated Victor Mete's game overall. I like that he jumps up in the play consistently. You know, he's really fast. And, he, and, and you know, he makes some questionable decisions with the puck sometimes. And his positioning is a little bit wonky. But as a third pair, you know, seventh defenseman type of guy, I don't mind him. Honestly, I don't. Well, I don't think he's it. the worst he's... of our problems. No, he's not. You would just like a better option if if, if you could. If, if you could. If you could. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Import, right. Important. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Like there. There's going to be a lot of freaking uh, cap gymnastics here for Kyle Dubas and co. But, I mean, what a terrible start to the season. And Muzzin just super. Pretty sure we're not even in a playoff spot right now. So it's like, yikes. Yeah, at least we have a positive record, I guess. I guess. But, I mean, you know, the Habs always play as well. They've been playing well generally under um, St. Louis. And I got to say, those two Cole Caulfield goals were really nice. Like, I know everyone was kind of mad at Murray for those both going glove side on him, but the like, guy's a the guy's a goal scorer. Yeah, I mean, some of those those both of those shots were fucking like filthy sniper. People were mad shots. because they were both high glove, and it's like he well the thing about a sniper like Caulfield, he knows where to put it, and it's right between the head and and the glove. So if you can get it, like, especially right for a here. big guy like Murray, where he's got a yeah. long way to go. But the Leafs should have won that game. Muzzin Stewart us. But generally, I didn't hate Matt Murray's game in that that game as a whole. No, that's yeah. the thing. I I didn't hate it either. It, it was just annoying that he literally got hung out to dry. Yeah, like and then it was like we were like, oh, where was he on the on the way winning goal? And he's like, he was screened. He couldn't even see where the puck was. And was, I don't <laughs> think he was expecting to have to take a shot from the high slot when your defenseman has as the puck. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it is what it is. It sucks that he goes and gets injured the next next morning in practice like yeah that's super tough and like we don't even know when he's gonna i wonder if it's actually even that bad or maybe it's the leafs just like hey is it that bad because we can call you ltir (laughs) (laughs) romana island (laughs) like it almost makes you wonder though did dubas purposely pick up people he knew would get injured so he could use the ltir it's such a mean thing to do, but but like when you go and so- you trade sense. for Matt Murray, <laughs> and everyone's like, "Oh my god, that's so much money to be paying him!" And now he's on LTAR. You're like, now that's extra money. <laughs> <laughs> like we have like nine million in cap space right now just because of Muzzin. And, yeah, and Muzzin Murray. And Murray. LTAR. <laughs> like it's insane. But I don't yeah. know. We'll see. All right. Well. We'll move on to uh, the Washington game. First W. And finally, the power play gets on the board. Holy crap. Seriously. And it has looked like a fucking disaster this season so far. Like, yeah. even the goals they score, like, we, I feel like we haven't seen, like, a, a super nice power play Well, goal I also yet. think that's because Austin Matthews hasn't really broken out yet. And... Austin Matthews has done, like, other than the goal in this game, he's literally done nothing. Like he's played well, 
But you can just tell he's off on the offensive end. He's got a monkey on his back. Like he needs to get like, he needs to get a, a signature Matthews goal to to get him going. Yeah. Yeah. And like I think Marner and Bunting are not helping in the fact that like neither of them are really driving the net. Right? Which Bunting should be doing. Which then gives the offensive team the opportunity to kind of smother Matthews in the offensive zone. And you can see that's happening. He's getting hacked and hooked and whatever all over the place. And like, he hasn't really been getting a lot of clean shots off. Now the ones that he is getting clean off, he just seems to keep missing the net, which is super frustrating. <laughs> uh, but at the end of the day, we know he'll come around, yeah. but when your team is literally built around scoring goals and the people you pay the most to score goals are not scoring, you're probably not going to win that many games. Yeah. Like, Bill Nylander is the one guy who's just like, don't worry, boys. Mr. This. Consistent. Yeah, like, holy. Guy's rolling. But, I mean, I not in this game. This, it. this game, it was, you know, the captain getting on the board after we weren't sure he was even going to play to start the season. <laughs> and Kyle Yarncroft gets on the board, and then Maddie gets his first one. So, I mean, it was it was a good game. I mean that goal was all Giordano though. Like it was a, a, a very subtle Matthews tip. Oh yeah. Oh for sure. For sure, for sure, oh, for sure. Beauty shot from the point. But at least good to get him off the Schneid. Like imagine yeah. we were imagine we were seven seven games in and he had zero and, goals. And he had a goose egg. Yeah, that'd oh, be bad. Oh god. <laughs> Shit would be exploding here in Toronto. <laughs> like it would not be good. <laughs> no. That'd be uh, not good, eh? But it was good to at least, I mean, on a back second half of back to back, you know, the, the, you know, Samsonov played really strong against his old team. Uh, that first goal it was the first or second goal. It was the Nick Downer, Johansson goal. One of them was really soft. But since then, he was, he kind of locked it down and he didn't let it get past two, which is so important. So important. Like, what was our biggest issue with, uh, what was the guy that the goalie the least kept signing? But he's so bad. <laughs> oh, can the we south, not? The Southpaw. Can guy. we not? Can yeah, we well. Not? Hutch. There you go. Hutch. <laughs> That's the one. Michael freaking Hutchison. Like, what did we say about him? Every time he got on the net, he let in three goals. So we knew that if we were going to win, we had to score four. Right? The thing that Samsonov has done so far this year is he hasn't let in the third goal. Except for the Vegas game, but we'll get to that. But, like, <laughs> the first four games, he didn't let that third goal in. And even if one of the first two were bad, he didn't get shook by it either, which I think was a really good sign. Uh, so I got to give a lot of – a big shout-out to Mr. Samsonov for standing his own against his old team after letting in a bad goal and holding them to fort for a W. So but Also, shout-out to Cal Yarncrow for his uh, first goal as a Maple Leaf. That too. That too. It was, uh, it was a cheeky one. Nice little play. Uh, I'm liking the chemistry with him and Kerfoot. Yeah, but that whole line has still generally been kind of – it seems like they don't know what they're supposed to do. I think it's weird. a little weird with Kerfoot being center. I almost like, wonder whether it might make sense to make – see, but like – I want to put Camp there, but then, like, what the fuck do you do with Kerfoot? Put him on the wing. Honestly, we should just trade him. 
what that's oh you know what he doesn't quite fit on this line so let's just trade him yeah <laughs> well like we need a defenseman right he's a versatile player who could probably get something in return for and right now he's just not a third he's not a third he's not a center right? he's a much preferable more preferable in the wing no but then let's like who do we put in that third line center position if it's not david yeah. camp okay and then who plays fourth line center kerfoot um Engvall? No. Like that's what I'm saying. You're 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 end up in the situation where you don't have anyone to play that spot. I guess and Kubel the problem is, is like better. I've actually yeah, but Kubel's been fucking useless. Other than yeah, he's he just been hits trash. Like I've actually liked Aston Reese. At least he just fucking hits everything that moves. That's yeah, awesome. but he's a winger. Yeah, that's the thing, right? So we have all these wingers and and guys who can play center technically, but do we really trust them to do so? Right, and so then what do you do? You know, and so it's like we're forcing a square peg into a round hole right now, and it's not not working in that that third line. It's actually the fourth line, regardless of who's been on it, has been sound defensively on the ice. You know, yeah. because Camp is just a, a beast in the defensive zone. Yeah, he like he, like he just wins. He just wins faceoffs, and it's like I'm not getting scored on. Period. You know, <laughs> well, he, he wins faceoffs and he wins puck battles. I'm like that's yeah, like and so like that, that's what we need our third line to be doing as well. And I I wish we didn't have to put him there for that to happen. Yeah, yeah, I would. Agree. You know, that's the tough part about the bottom six is like the third line has not really done anything other than that Cali Arncroft goal, but like. Generally, they've been kind of invisible for a lot of these games. But, you know, at least they got the dub. Well, and then we, uh, you know, we had to take on the Senators, of course. Yeah, the first battle of Ontario where, you know, I guess we expected the Senators to actually be decent. Well, you know, they thought they had us on their heels because they scored the first goal, but uh, David Camp was like, no, no. And you know, once David Camp scores, we're going to win. Oh, yeah. That'll get the boys going. You know, like, it was like, it was like Kiever said after the game, he was like, Camp does not score on important goals. You know, like he literally always, almost always scores a tying or winning goal. And the Leafs are like 15 and 0 when he scores. <laughs> like, it's, it's actually crazy. <laughs> That's it. Well, and then you have Nylander buzzing on the power play. That, that actually, to my what I said earlier, that was the one you goal. You were wrong. <laughs> yeah, that was the one goal on the power play that was nice. But it was like on the very tail end and Nylander just going snipe cheddar because he's a beast. He's been killing it, man. He looks so good. Like him and Tavares have been buzzing. Buzzing. And that was regardless of who was on their line. Whether it was Malgin, whether it was Robertson, like those two have been rocking. Finally. Finally. Right? <laughs> but it's like, can we please have the top two lines running at the same fucking time for once? Like, that's the frustrating part about this. Is like, for once, Bill and, and Tavares are rolling off the start of the season. And Maddie and, and Marner are just sort of like, we'll get there eventually. But I wouldn't be surprised as to when they do. We'll start to see Tavares and Nylander tail off or plateau a bit, and we're fucking right where we are, just in a different bucket. It's super, it's super annoying. It's frustrating. It is frustrating. It's frustrating. <laughs> it's so frustrating. 
But like we we should like the fact that we are sixth place in the league for goals against, but we're twenty sixth in the league for goals for. When you have the two time rocket winner on your team, and the should, league should never happen. We should not even be in the bottom half, let alone almost at the bottom of the entire league in, in goals for. It's absolutely atrocious right now. So our big offensive boys need to figure it out. Couldn't agree more. But also, how weird is it seeing Claude Giroux in a Sens jersey? It's super weird. It's it's uh, more it's more weird than it was seeing him in Florida. Yeah. Which is also weird because he's from there. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's it was super weird, and then of course he would score his first goal against the Leafs because, like, of course. <laughs> <sighs> but then we get into the worst game of this stretch, oh, the most yeah. embarrassing. Oh yeah, hand pass and all. The most pathetic showing of a game. Period. Well, especially because fucking Nick Ritchie scores the game. <laughs> the, Dude, the game. You, you know that if a team is playing First the Leafs goal. and they have a former Leaf, they're going to score. Like, you should almost always put money on a guy that, even if they have no goals in a, in a season and they're, pl- they're a former Leaf and they're playing the Leafs, they're going to score their first goal of the season against the Leafs. Like last year, you played L.A., Trevor Moore, has no goals on the whole season. It's like freaking halfway through the season. First goal of the game against the Leafs, he scores. First goal of the game, like two minutes in. <laughs> Literally, last game against Vegas, freaking Amadio, who played like two games in the Leafs, scores. Even the goal of got this allowed was fucking Phil. <laughs> like, it's, it's just, it's uncanny how often former Leafs score against the Leafs. It's just unbelievable. Unfreaking believable. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the crowd started booing after the second, and rightfully so. Rightfully fucking so. You shouldn't be down 2 nothing to this fucking team, this joke of a franchise. Like, it, <laughs> the fact that they showed up for literally five minutes in the third period and managed to tie the game shows you all you need to know about how bad that fucking team is, and we lost. Like, it's just, ugh. I will say that hand pass was bullshit, but we still... 100%. But, well, yeah, like, we didn't get the benefit of that call because we didn't fucking deserve it. Like, was that a hand pass? No. No, absolutely fucking not. It, like, hit the def- their, their player's it, stick and their skate before it got anywhere near Margaret. Like, I was watching... Uh, well, I, I saw it on Instagram, and the comments were... In- Leaf haters saying that was a bullshit call. <laughs> yeah. That tells you everything you that's, need that's, to know. <laughs> that's all you need to know. Like, that was such a bullshit call. Such a bullshit call. I mean, it, but, like, if the Leafs had played decently, it shouldn't have mattered. It really shouldn't have mattered. Like, this game should not have been close enough for that to matter. Period. And the fact that it was is a joke. Like, it's not, and it's not even like Arizona came out and played like the best game of their career. The Leafs just played fucking dog shit, dog shit. They didn't even show up till like eight minutes or nine minutes into the third period. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? It's just, especially after that opening night against Montreal, like it was atrocious to watch. 
atrocious. I, I honestly don't know how I managed to sit through that whole game. It hurt. It hurt. It hurt, it hurt to watch. No kidding. And Shalgren did not play the best. I don't blame that game on Shalgren at all. Yeah, but he only had 18 shots and he let in three goals. Like, they were not good. The team in front of him was not good. Agreed, but he was also not good. Fair enough. But, like, he's not an NHL goalie. We know this. Realistically, if Joseph Hall was healthy, he'd be up here instead. I was a little surprised that they gave that one to, to Shalgren. I was too, but I guess the key for this assuming we're playing a fucking AHL team, we might have a chance to fucking win. <laughs> they don't even have a proper stadium. Get these clowns out of here. I can't believe their fucking arena is called the Mullet Arena. I know, and there's 5,000 fans. What a joke. What a fuck. I, I, I was listening to Overdrive today, and I and I heard this comment, and, and like it really sunk with me. It was like, imagine you play for the Arizona Coyotes, right? You've been working your ass off your entire life, and you finally make it to the NHL. And this is the only year you ever play in the NHL. <laughs> and you have to play all your home games there. Ugh. Like, what a fucking atrocious experience. What if you only get one game and it happens to be a home game and you have to play there? Like, what? <laughs> you don't even really get the NHL experience. No, you don't, even, you don't at all. Like, uh, they were talking about how, like, they're uh, – the dressing rooms had freaking Aren't like curtains. Curtains, yeah. It's not there in the hallways. <laughs> yeah. like, it was what like, what is this? The fucking eighties? Like, like it was just a fucking travesty, and I can't believe they allow they they're allowing that for multiple years. Like, I can't believe that's going to be like a three year situation that they're going to allow them to play it at that fucking place. It's just such. Send a them to Quebec City. Send them anywhere at this point. Honestly, anywhere. anywhere. Send them to the fucking Yukon. Like, (laughs) anywhere is better than the fucking desert. Like, thank you for giving us Austin Matthews. You served your purpose. Now kindly fuck off. (laughs) Like, what a fucking joke of a franchise. And, like, a joke of a game. And, yeah, at least did not deserve to win that joke of a call. What a brutal game altogether, all around. But we can move on to a game that they did deserve to win. That they did. And the fucking hero comes through. Nick Robertson comes out of nowhere with a two-goal game against his brother with his parents in the crowd. I'm like, you you can't write it up any better. Did you see that his brother bailed on him for dinner the night before? So that that he could be on Elliot Friedman's show? Oof. (laughs) So he got his brother to interview He took that personally. And bailed on his brother for dinner. The only time they're playing in his city. And, he, and the Michael Jordan meme, he took that personally. <laughs> Did you see his mom in the crowd? It was hilarious. She's wearing a Leafs jersey and a Dallas hat. I mean, what else do you do in that situation? I know. You have a kid on both teams. I guess she would have been happy no matter who wins. It's, it's, better, it's better to do that than the jersey foul. Yeah. The half right. and half. Bullshit. Yeah, exactly. So I would rather them do that than the jersey foul. So, you know, good on her. No, that's that's it. It's it's the home team, so they get the jersey. Um, good on the second unit for getting on the board for the power play in this game. Finally yeah, pushing seriously. that first unit who'd been fucking Garbage. fucking the dog. And then Nick Robertson at the tail end of that power play, really. And, like, 
what a shot. But I mean, we always knew he had the shot. And then the overtime comes, and boy, did he get a chance to show him. Him and Maddie. Oh, it was beautiful. It was a beautiful oh, thing. Yeah, it was. It was a beautiful thing. I loved every second of it. I loved every second of it. And it, like, and nobody saw it coming. No. Like as soon as as soon as he took gave the puck to Matthews, everyone was like, "Hey, Matthews is going to shoot yeah. and score." Yeah. <laughs> you know. And then well, that's it. Like... Everybody was assuming, yeah, Matthews. Even even Ottinger was just like, "Yeah, Matthews is going to shoot this." It wasn't and Ottinger. It wasn't Ottinger. No, it was. Oh, it was Scott Wedgwood. Yes, it was. Who played unreal? He had like forty saves. <laughs> well, he, he, you know, it's a, a fair assumption is assuming that Austin Matthews is going to shoot. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm an odd man rush. And like right down in the middle lane in an overtime, like of course you're gonna see Matthew's gonna shoot in that scenario. But no, he sends it to Nick Robertson in Ovi's office. On the reverse side. Yeah. Maybe but, that's Stammers. <laughs> no, Stammers is lower on the same side as Ovi. Because they're both right handed. Mm. Nick Robertson's left handed, so he needs to be on the other side. Uh, version. That might have been our best game of the season. When we're thinking about all the games so well, far. And that's the thing. Like, that I expected to be a close game, too, because Dallas is a good team. Exactly. And that's why I think it was the best. Because we also, like, outplayed them. We outshot them 48 to 28. Sorry, 43 to 28. You know, it really only got to overtime because of that bullshit Tyler Sagan power play goal in the third period. Where he literally cross-checked Martyr into Simpson. Samsonov, who then knocked the puck into the net. It was like emphatically called off on the ice, and all of a sudden they challenged it and pulled. I don't know. It was weird. It was yeah, weird. It was weird. I don't think that one should have counted personally. Like the, the puck doesn't go in if Marner doesn't go into the goalie, but the Marner only goes into the goalie because he gets pushed there by Sagan. So it's like, yeah. I don't know. What is goalie interference? <laughs> I've never known. <laughs> <laughs> I've always thought I did, but I've never actually known. <laughs> nice to know something's never changed. <laughs> no, I, I, as I always try to understand, and then I never understand because of and, what. And, they we, call. Never will. and yeah, we never will. And we never will. That's just uh, goalie interference in the NHL. And then we get into the bloodbath that was the game against Winnipeg. They brought out the goon squad. Bring in Clifford. Bring in Simmons. I mean, but, are you surprised? Like, I, I, considering how the games with them last year went, and the bad blood that's still there from the Canadian division, like, I'm not surprised that that game got chippy as fuck. Oh, not at all. I mean, clearly Keith knew what he was, uh, what was coming, so he's like, I know who to put in. But who would have thought that David Camp would just be scoring a big goal. Shocker. Uh, <laughs> I mean, everyone knew that. <laughs> but, on, but on the setup from Simmons and Clifford. Yeah, that's no one, the big... Nobody. No one saw that. Anyone who put prop bets on Simmons and Clifford getting a point on the same goal won like $1,000. Like <laughs> at, at least. <laughs> yeah, let's like freaking million to one odds that both of them get a point on the same goal. Let it like... Wow. I, I that, was, that, was, that was awesome. I mean, wasn't that when Wayne Simmons did like the behind the back... Like yeah, his he did. His, yeah, between, <laughs> behind his left back, between his legs. Like that was a gross pass. It was. That was like classic Wayne Simmons. It was like Philly Simmons coming back. And shit, we it worked out. And then you know the only fighting in the game 
goes to fucking Morgan Riley. <laughs> but good on him. Good on him. No one should fucking be able to hit Nick Robertson like that and get away with it. Yeah, and I think Keith recognized that, and he he, I, he in the post game he gave him a shout out. He was like, you know, it's nice to see. Them, you know, that that was a that was a high hit on Nick Robertson. Well, and I'm ninety percent sure he didn't touch the puck yet. And there was a penalty he, on the he might he might have like tipped it, but I think generally it could be considered interference. But even if it wasn't interference, it was high. It was high. Like I it looked like he almost got full face. And so like I'm glad that Riley saw that and immediately was like, seeing red, I'm gonna go beat your face in. Especially this fucking Josh Morrissey, that fucking pigeon. Like <laughs> like I'm not no one should be scared of Josh fucking Morrissey. So like good on Riles for getting in there and stepping up for the rookie. May have lost the power play, but so worth it at that point in the game. There's nothing better than beating Mark Shifley because he's a piece of shit. <laughs> Did you? There's a video online of him running a hockey school in the summer, and he took a clapper at like a seven year old. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what a psychopath! <laughs> Like right by him and went bar down. So I maybe he was just trying to scare him, but it was like that's still not cool. I mean, I felt bad as like a teenager taking slap shots at <laughs> like when I was on the ice with your team and you're only three years younger, I used to feel bad taking slap shots on kids. You're an NHL player and you're doing that, like what are you doing? <laughs> just that's just careless. careless. Seriously. Let me get to our most recent game. Oh, it was a late one. And we got our asses kicked. Yeah, it was a tough, tough one to watch. Um, because, well, we came out so fucking flat that Felcastle scored. But then great challenge, I will say, by the, the Maple good, Leafs. Good on the video, video coach. Yeah, good on the video And good coach. on Keith for calling the, the timeout to make sure, give them enough time to get it right. Mm-hmm. Which they did. Better move. Better move. Um, but then you go and give it up right after. It, like four seconds later. Yeah. Well, it, if I was Keith, I would be so fucking pissed. I, on it, fire. In that first intermission, I would have fucking screamed my ass off at this. Yeah, right on the right act. Like, oh what God. are you doing? And the crazy thing is, like, they outshot Vegas in the first period. And then it just got worse. As the year week game got on, which is weird because throughout this season, the Leafs have actually gotten better as the games have gone on. Usually, like usually, their first period is their worst, and in this game, the first period was their best, even well, though it was, no, it was not. The second was the best, but they only had seven shots in the second. Still, <laughs> and they got outshot twelve to seven. Just because they happened to score doesn't mean it happened to their best. Yes, but also Nylander happened to score again. Of course he did. This is why I picked him in like all my fantasy pools. That's why my fantasy gym. team name is the Neilanderthals. <laughs> fucking love that name, actually. Well, did you see? And I changed my my picture to that picture of him with the muzzy. Oh, <laughs> the Neilanderthals, like ten, seven, six. Are the, like shot like just a joke, and like and of course Michael Amadio comes and scores like. Of course, of course, of course. It's just, I don't know. Four and three after seven games, I think a lackluster start is about exactly 
the description of what the season has been so far. Not good. Like October cannot be over soon enough. And the fact that we still have three more games in October. <laughs> they better be dubs. That's it. <laughs> and they're all against the West Coast teams. And really of those West Coast teams, the only one that actually scares me is L.A. San Jose should be an easy game, but we're facing Reimer. You never know what you're going to get out of Reimer. <laughs> like he'll probably get a shutout just because of the, it's the Leafs. Did you see <laughs> Phil Kessel scored his 400th goal? Against I, it, James Ryan, <laughs> I did see that in his in his record breaking game too. Apparent, but apparent. I, was, I heard this today too that apparently Shalgren's in a play tomorrow against the Sharks. Okay, and then I, yeah, so they're apparently Shalgren's thinking Thursday and Sunday, I guess. So the two bad teams, and then Samsonov gets the good team in LA. Oh boy, we'll see. Yeah, I'm we'll not, see. Not could feeling it, all that confident. Could be a rough start to November, but well, hopefully, well, hopefully, November's, our, uh, Philly's November. So I, I, I think we can take Philly. Hope, well, I mean, Philly's been on a roll to start the season too. Well, freaking... that's because they had a John Tortorella training camp. That's true. <laughs> they're all scared shitless of them. Yeah. <laughs> but like they're four and two right now. Like they're they've been solid. They'll drop off. They're not good enough. Oh, I, a lot of teams will. A lot of teams will. But, like, these are – at this point of the season, we've already dropped four points against teams that we should not have lost to. Like, period. Like, we should not be losing to Montreal. We should not be losing to Arizona. And those four points probably will come back to bite us in the ass later in the season. And that's the frustrating part. But – is what it is. Hopefully things go well on Thursday and we can have something more positive to think about. Well, you know, you, you mentioned my fantasy team. So uh, who's been uh, your best pick so far? Who Your best draft pick, we'll say, not pick up. My best draft pick so far this season has been... Our Teddy Panarin. Panarin bread. Yeah, he had 12 points already. Four goals, eight assists. He's got 23 shots. Holy shit. Six power play points. You know, three hits and a block. So, yeah, easily Mr. Panarin carrying my team to victory. Well, it's either him or Shesterkin who's been lights out as well. And actually, Jake Ottinger might actually be. I might be. I actually think we're going to change my pick to. Jake Ottinger, because he's got four wins, a one four one and a nine fifty three. Then what are you going to change your team name to? I don't know. Otterbox. <laughs> I don't know, but Jake Ottinger would be my would my he was my sleeper pick. Panarin was a a post my poster boy, so those would be my two. Well, I mean, I've got the obvious one in Nylander, but my best player so far has actually been Sebastian Ajo. That doesn't surprise me. He's amazing. And Carolina is so good. Nine points, which is the highest I've got so far. But then how about this? Gino Malkin has seven points. I'm not surprised by that. 
He's he, been a good pick. He was up. coming back with a vengeance this year. Vengeance well, this year. That's that that's running at the same pace as Nylander, so decent. Decent. And then my my two boys from Dallas. <laughs> I've got I picked up Mason Marchment because Didn't he I get injured? He, no. Oh, thought he was injured. Um I drafted Sagan and picked up Marchment and uh well they both have six points. <laughs> that's solid. But Marchment hits everything that moves and he shoots everything. So, I mean, he's been great for this pool. Really wish he was still a leaf. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't let Malkin hear you say that. <laughs> yeah, well. But, like, Rupe, I have Rupe Hands who has seven. Braden Points has six. Kempe has seven. Batherson has nine. That was actually one of my biggest sleepers too. Drake Batherson with nine points. Huso's doing it again. He's got two wins, uh, only six goals against uh, 2.0 goals against average, 939 save percentage in a shutout. Yeah, but we know the Red Wings are going to come back to Earth too. Well, what's fucking hilarious is that he's still splitting starts with Najelkovic and that they get pumped every time Najelkovic plays. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, come on. Just give him the starter role already. I mean, Najelkovic, they gave up 41 shots against yesterday. Man, you know who's been an absolute bust that I need to trade or probably just drop? Um, who's that? Lucas Raymond. Yeah, that's because the Red Wings have not been good yet. Buddy is having himself a sophomore slump. You know, you know who was also super disappointing in one of my other pools? Ryan O'Reilly. He's a free agent in our pool. Yeah, because he has no points. Yeesh. For like seven games of the season, he's got a donut. Nothing. I dropped him in one of my other pools because literally was just a waste of space in my center <laughs> row slot. Yeah. Like, you don't hit... You don't get any points. Like, what are you there for? <laughs> so I dropped him. But let's get into our bads or duds for the season so far. Uh, did you want to go first or shall I? You can go first since I already know who you're going to pick for your bud. You probably think I'm going to pick William Nylander. I mean, I assume so. And that's what you're going to pick, William Nylander. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how do you not? The guy's been on fire. Yeah, he's been carrying the team. Yeah, I mean, it. Like that's that's a lock. He's a lock for for the bud. A lock for the bud. 100 percent supporting that decision. No comments. Like easy choice. Easy choice. My bud is going to be Ilya Samsonov. Really? Yeah. Four months start to his Maple Leaf career has not at all been the problem in any of our losses. In fact, his one loss, he played incredible. Like the only reason we were in, in that game with Vegas was entirely because of him. Like he made some incredible saves in that game. Like I honestly feel bad that we wasted that start of his because the Leafs played so fucking bad. But he kept us in that game and gave us a winning chance. Like the only reason we were even tied in the second period was because of him. So Samsonov gets my my bud pick. 
after I traded for him in the preseason, one of my other pools, and he's been great. I I thought you were gonna pick Nick Robertson. No, he's only he only had one good game. Well, he hasn't played a lot of games. Well, well then he doesn't he doesn't qualify for the butt. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll give you the first choice on Dud because you know I figure that's the the obvious one. <laughs> well, it's Jake Muzzin again. <laughs> like, what a surprise! <laughs> mostly for the giveaway in game one. Mostly for that giveaway in game one because that is unacceptable for a man of his tenure in the NHL. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. Like that, would, that loss is 100% uh, on him. I would have made him a healthy scratch the next game. So would I. Match. Like, honestly, totally. And then maybe he wouldn't have got injured. Totally ridiculously unacceptable. So, yeah. And then he gets injured. So, like, he just reaffirmed my dud from the preseason because he's a glass house. So, well, we said in our preseason um, episode, he's got to do better than last year. And he it seems like he picked up right where he left off. And then, he did worse. He did yeah. worse and then got injured. So, yeah, uh, easy dud. 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 How about you? Um, you know, that's a, a good question. <laughs> And I'm a little conflicted, but it's got to be his D partner, Justin Hall. You know what we should do in the future for this, though? What? Drum rolls before we're, we give our picks. Yeah, we should. Well, I'll do, I'll do that. Give I'll me a drum roll. <laughs> it's not working. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Justin Hall. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's been hot garbage. It almost feels like he was just leaning on Jake Musson, and when Jake Musson went down, he started to stumble. Yeah. No, it's been like sloppy passes, um, just you know, not getting the job done, bad positioning. Has really been. So remember last year, I made the prediction that Dermot and Kerfa would get traded, and then Dermot did get traded. Well, this year I'm predicting that Hall and Kerfa get traded. <laughs> Kerfa's been on that list since he got here. <laughs> yeah, he just makes too much money to be playing in the bottom six. Just period. So like. And he's not a good enough center to be like, yeah, I can justify it. So, I don't know. And he's also an asset you can get something decent back for. You're not going to get fuck all back for Dustin Hall. So, I don't know. We'll see. We still see, but that is my prediction. I say one of one of those two, if not both, get traded this, this season. Calling it. Well, we shall see. I hope Jake Musson's part of that deal. <laughs> I highly doubt it because he's probably going to retire. And pull a pull a freaking Shea Weber, so we'll see. We'll see. It's gonna be interesting. The Leafs need to win next game against the Sharks. That needs to be a must win um, before we go into the back to back against the, the Kings and the Ducks. Um, but we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. It's gonna be. Should we uh, give a quick comment on the reverse retros? We can, if you'd like. 
The Leafs one's fire. <laughs> it is. It's, so it's much, sick. <laughs> it's so much better than the last one. Why? Because they realized their color scheme is blue and white, not blue and gray? Yeah. Literally exactly that. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them are still bad. Yeah. Some of them are still like bad. Like the Detroit and Chicago ones are tough. But at least the Leafs one's good, and that's really all that matters. And shout out to the Ducks for bringing back the Mighty Ducks logo. As they should. Yeah. And Bar Downs one version sucked. So bad. Just brutal. Just Not brutal. the best. Like, fire your designer. Like, find a new The one. only one that was better was Calgary because for whatever reason, the Calgary, I thought it was just like a glitch in the picture, but apparently the stripe on the bottom, like, angles up towards the center. It's that's, fucking bizarre. That's so bizarre. So, yeah, that one's real bad. That's, yeah, that's not good. Not good. So, I'll, I'll give Bardown that one, but that's it. Will, will you be getting a reverse Rasper jersey? Uh, I considered it. <laughs> <laughs> I did consider it, but it's like, who would I get on it? You know. So, it may still be on the board. Yeah, uh, it's, it's still a possibility. It depends if I want to spend $300 or not. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well... This is our first episode of this regular season, and, well, we're having another lackluster start. But the last lackluster start ended in a record-setting season for the Maple Leafs, so I guess we can hope for the same. But you know, us here on the pods will always be saying, go Leafs, go.